at the you know, Mount of Olives as far as Bethany, and, and they're with Jesus, and they've seen him uh, risen from the dead, and they're, uh, they're now overjoyed. I can't imagine. We talked about this last night with our setup crew. Can you imagine how sorrowful they were and how confused they were on Saturday? How confused they would have been and just thinking, did we, what did we miss? What did, did we miss something? Did he say something that, that we just overlooked? What, what, did, what did we get wrong? And I'm sure that Saturday was filled with lots of questions, lots of uncertainty. Oh, but Sunday came. And when Sunday morning came, it changed everything. Well, this morning, our desire is to see Jesus in the Old Testament in the same manner that those Christians on the very first Easter Sunday, that very first Resurrection Sunday, we want to see Jesus that way. We want to see Jesus. Uh, can you imagine having, having the Old Testament, something that you've known, you've studied, you've, you're familiar with, and then all of a sudden, it's like the, the scales are removed, the, the curtain has been lifted, and right there it is, and you're going, how is it that I've, I've never seen this before? Well, that's our desire. As we, as we look at Passover and where our communion comes, and we are going to celebrate an Easter communion this morning. But we're going uh, we're gonna, to we're gonna look at it through the lens of the Old Testament because it is the Old Testament that is the foundation that helps us. It's our tutor. It's our teacher to help us to understand Jesus better. So what is Passover? Well, Passover is in part, it's a story that has been retold for thousands of years even before jesus walked the earth it was a it was a uh, a story of miraculous transitions from slavery to freedom from despair to hope from darkness to light as such uh, it perfectly reflects the story and the hope of salvation it's the message of christ saving life-giving freedom from slavery the that work foretold in the Old Testament. The Passover Seder was designed to be experienced and our senses are to fully participate from bitterness to sweetness, each prompting a response and to help us to have a greater understanding of the sacrifice that Christ made on our behalf. Through this experience, we should see, we should hear, we should feel the truth of God's love. We should grow to understand the gospel themes of of creation, the fall, redemption, and restoration even better as we understand the Passover narrative. One of the Messiah's last earthly acts, one of the very last things that Jesus did was to celebrate the Passover. And gathering his disciples in an upper room in Jerusalem, he led them in this Seder. Luke chapter 22 says, With fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. He passed the foods among, among the disciples, and it was there within the context of this celebration that Jesus revealed to them the mystery of God's plan of redemption. He spoke to them of his body. He spoke to them of his, his shed blood, and he explained to them that he would have to die. It was no coincidence that Jesus chose the Passover for the setting of of what is now celebrated as our communion or the Lord's Supper. For in the story of the Passover, the Passover lamb, Jesus, 
could best communicate the course that he would be taking over some confusing hours, the confusing hours that would certainly follow. And today we participate together in a Passover Seder communion. As we do so, it's my hope and my prayer that we experience afresh the wonderful joy of God's great redemption through his Passover lamb, Jesus the Christ. Exodus chapter 12, verse 15 says this, Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. During the days before Passover, uh, leavened bread or bread with yeast in it was to be removed from the home. That would include any type of bread that rises, any cakes, uh, little Debbie snacks. That'd be rough. That'd be rough in my house, right? Uh, this includes, you know, all of those things. Preparation begins with a thorough cleaning, culminating in a ceremonial search for leaven. The reason is because leaven is a, is a, is a picture of sin. It's a picture of sin. And as we look at the Passover Seder and we see the un, unleavened bread, it's saying bread that's free from sin. So their whole purpose in that is let's, let's do an examination. Let's search. Let's look for any leaven sin that might be in our home. You know, we should do the same thing in our hearts. We should search our hearts. We should look within our hearts and we should ask the Lord, God, is there anything there that's, that's unpleasing to you? Is there any trace of sin? And that's how they would begin Passover. They would, they would, make, sure that, they would make sure that they've done a thorough search and everything that was sinful confessed before the Lord, taken before him. And we should do the same thing. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 instructs us concerning the Lord's Supper, this very same thing. It says, therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and, the, and drink of the cup. What he say, what's he saying? Hey, search your heart. You know, before you, before you participate, search your heart. Confess the, to the Lord those things. Make sure that you search it. Psalm 139 puts it this way. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. First John 1 uh, puts it this way. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I want us to just pause for a moment. In the typical Passover Seder, this would be a pause, a, a moment of silent prayer, a moment for them to reflect upon um, the cleansing of their own heart and saying, Lord, if I have any sin in my life, any, uh, any unconfessed sin, Lord, I bring that before you. So let's pause for a moment and reflect upon that as the Holy Spirit searches our hearts for the leaven of our sin. this point with that with that uh, heart before the Lord the the woman or the lady of the house comes forward I've asked Cheryl as our uh, first lady of the church uh, our, our uh, lady of the house if she would come and and light the candles 
as she's coming, uh, as I said, typically the woman of the house lights the candles, and um, in doing so, they write, they uh, would recite two blessings. So I ask her to light the first one, and I'm going to read a blessing uh, for you. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to kindle the festival lights. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has granted us life, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this occasion. Thank you, Cheryl. It was a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night that God would lead his people. These candles come from one flame, and they're a picture of God leading us. And that was the purpose in the Passover. As they would light each of these candles, it was a reminder that God has always led them. And in fact, there are three candles at Passover. The first one was lit before you arrived. Before you even got here, the first one was lit. And that, that has been burning the entire time since you've walked into the room. Now, why is that? Because it's a picture that God has been leading you uh, in eternity's past. He has been here long before you, you even walk the earth. And he is, has been leading us in times past. The second candle is God is still leading us now. God is leading us in this moment. God has led you here today. And God will continue to lead you. And then the third candle is the picture that God is going to keep leading us. God is going to lead us into the future. He's going to lead us uh, to, to new things. So the third candle is a reminder that he will continue to lead us.